0: Well, hey, if you've been listening to this in real time, you know that in season 11 of the podcast, we've been going through the seven steps of the sales process. And these steps, you know, we first went through a few years ago in the podcast, and I felt like as time has gone by, and and really over the last six months, as I've been traveling and working with companies and speaking at different events for the industry, I feel like now more than ever, we need to be revisiting these steps. And what we're seeing is a market where the economy is not the same as it has been for the couple of years prior. And it's not that people don't buy fireplaces when the economy is a bit softer, but it's that not as many do. And I think if we're being honest, we can say that in general, in our industry, the demand was so extreme for the last few years that many companies, sales skills have atrophied. And when so many, you know, metaphorical fish were jumping in the boat, companies forgot that they actually have to work to make sales. And, and and I think it's very timely to go through these seven steps. And today we're going to be talking about step seven, which is show gratitude. And this is something that is just, it's so cool. And And I have an awesome conversation that I'm really excited for you to hear. It's with Brandy Biswell, who you've heard on this podcast before. And There were just so many good things that we discussed in how to have a heart of gratitude towards our customers and how to formally put something together in our sales process that's the crown jewel after the customer has done business with us. So with that said, in today's conversation, we cover a lot of things. We talk about having a gracious heart as a business before, during, and after the sale. And really it's, it's, a heart of graciousness that overflows into the formal step of gratitude and so we cover all of that we get into some tangible ideas that your company can put into place to make sure that gratitude is that last step in the process and how that can set your company up for a great relationship with your customer plus win all kinds of referral business for your company so i'm going to step out of the way so you can hear this conversation i'll circle back around at the end with some parting thoughts to share Joining me from Kansas City, Kansas is one of the owners of Flues Brothers Chimney Service and a coach at the CVC Success Network. I'm here today with Brandy Biswell. Brandy, thanks for coming back to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. You were one of our first guests. I think you were in season two and we had a conversation about business and and CSRs and process that was really really good. And then we actually had you on last season as well from the edX talk that you gave, but it wasn't a conversation. It was it was a recording of the presentation which was terrific. So it's great to just be able to chat in person. I see your name everywhere. So it's cool to be able to talk.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, so Brandy, in this conversation, I I want to talk specifically about step 7 of the sales process. You were somebody I thought of when I was kind of thinking, like, who is it that's going to have a lot of perspective and and really embody this? Step seven, our final step in the sales process is show gratitude. And I think that this is something that many companies miss because they're too busy or they're moving on to the next customer or they're afraid to follow back up with their customer because they're not sure, did it go well, did it not? And I think for the companies that can harness gratitude, it, it's it's honestly incredible what starts to happen. But just to give a quick recap of the seven steps, you know, sales is a game of momentum and, and gratitude comes as like the final piece of that momentum where we start with step one, we greet the customer. We move to step two, where we take the time to understand their problem. Step three is we advise a solution. Step four, we explain the process because buying a fireplace or getting your chimney serviced isn't something that happens every day. In step five, we call the customer to action In step six, we pursue the opportunity. And then step seven, after the customer has purchased, we show gratitude. And I feel like even as I say that, I can feel the momentum building into the next interaction, the next sale. So I guess maybe just to start out, why do you feel like gratitude is so important in the sales process and why is it often lost?
1: Well, I think it's rare is why it's so important. I think that there are very few companies anymore that are great at showing gratitude. And I think it gets lost just because companies get busy. And frankly, a lot of them are not prioritizing the customer. They're prioritizing their bottom line, and yeah. the customer's just a piece of that.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think about this a lot that our industry prides itself on being a local, relational business. Yet, I would argue most companies treat their customers very transactionally, very transactionally, right? You get the service done, you leave, you hope you never get a call from that customer again. And, <laughs> and, and you got to go find the next customer, right? Or you own a retail store and, and someone buys a fireplace from you. Maybe the job is a little bit tough. So we never call them back. We never check in. And then we think, okay, man, I hope we have enough customers that come in next year for fireplaces. I don't know where they're going to come from. As opposed to thinking like, man, if we showed gratitude, I think that we'd actually start to have like a residual reciprocal effect with our customers.
1: I I could not agree more.
0: So for you, why is gratitude so important? And like, what's it do to a customer when you show gratitude?
1: I mean, it makes them feel a part of your company, right? Which is what we all want. We want them to feel a part of our company. We want them to feel, I hate to use the word family because that can have a negative connotation, but we want them to feel like they mean something to us. They're not just hand me a check and we're done, I, last night I stopped, um, I wasn't having the best day. My father-in-law was in the hospital. I was just coming from visiting him and I stopped off to get a cheesesteak at Jersey Mike's. I don't know if you guys have those where you live Oh yeah. and I'm gluten-free. And so I'd ask for a gluten-free bun and the gentleman at the counter, he's like, Oh, you're gluten-free. He's like, do you like these cookies? And he had some Udi's gluten-free cookies. And I'm like, I think everybody likes cookies. And he throws three of them in the bag for me. And he's like, well, we appreciate you. And just that, like, simple act of kindness and saying, we appreciate you, I drove away just feeling, like, so much better. And then now, every time I drive past Jersey Mike's, I have to drive past it to get home, I'm going to think about that moment. Yeah. And I'm going to tell my friends to go there. Yep.
0: I, I hear you. You know, it's funny. There's a there's a donut store that's like a half mile away from my house, and we have we have a Krispy Kreme and then a local donut store, and we never go to Krispy Kreme. We always go to the local donut guy because whenever I go there with my kids, he always invites the kids behind the counter to pick out their Aww. donut, and he always stuffs extra donut holes in their bag, and 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 this is even like it, it, it's it's brilliant how he does this. Like he's very thankful that you, that you're coming in, and he so he invites the kids back there. And even when it comes to leaving a tip, he has like one of those like square reader iPad things you can yes. flip to face the customer. And it's amazing. What he does is he rings you up. He flips the iPad so that you can see it. And then he purposely marks no tip and then wow. turns around and leaves you to do your thing. And I'm like, it... it, it, it it's, I I actually, I think there's amazing psychology in that, but I think that there is like, he is actually showing gratitude and and maybe it's not gratitude. He's being gracious to our kids though. And that makes me tip this guy like crazy versus yesterday. I went to a brewery in the Southeast side of Portland and I waited an hour and a half for my food. And when I was presented with my check the server had pre-selected a 20% tip. And if I, if I had enough now, actually I paid at the bar before I took an hour and a half to get the food. So that's not a totally fair series of events, but the fact that the server pre-selected 20% were in my head, I've got the donut guy that doesn't wait forever to take my order and is coming to check on me. And he marks zero tip. Like there's a difference when you are gracious to your customers.
1: I could not agree more. I love that. I have never had that happen. But I agree with you about the psychology behind it because then he's marking no tip. And I'm thinking, he felt like he doesn't deserve a tip. She does so great. I want to give him all the money I have in my wallet versus right. nowadays. It doesn't matter where you go. Everyone's using those readers. And it doesn't matter if you're there for two seconds. They flip it around and it asks you to leave a tip.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So we're talking about graciousness and graciousness is the heart of gratitude. Let's talk specifically gratitude after a sale. Where have you seen companies do well with this in your own life?
1: Yeah. So I, it's hard nowadays. Again, I go back to, you don't see a lot of companies that do do really well with it anymore. Now I can remember when we did our kitchen remodel upstairs, our designer, after we did the remodel, she sent us a $50 gift card to bath and body to like go, you know, get any we would want for that space. And I thought that that was fantastic. I thought that was a great way of showing gratitude. I have a client. It's not really, it's not so much the thank you as like, you know, that when you use them, your money's going to a good cause and they own a chimney company. It's Lord's Chimney in Houston. And I didn't realize, but when dogs go to dog shelters and they have heartworms, I didn't realize that the shelters will not give them the heartworm treatment until someone has paid for it because unfortunately the shelter could spend $300 and then we have to put the dog down. So this chimney company started sponsoring dogs and they pay for their heartworm treatment. And I love that. And then the technicians, you know, show the dog of the month. They have a different dog. They sponsor every month to the mm. customer. And you know that when you are getting your service done, that part of your money is helping to go to save this dog's life with the heartworm treatment. Yeah. And, I just love that. In our business, um, we have a company, my husband actually used to work for him years ago, called Chris Cakes Pancake Catering. And so they actually package up their mix in smaller bags and then they will logo it for you. So it says, Blues Brothers, thank you, we appreciate you. And I love to give those out when customers come into our showroom or if they come in to pay a deposit because they're taking time to drive to us. So I feel like we should give them something in return. I've had customers ask for shirts and then I've had the guys where they'll just like carry shirts on the truck and give to the customers, which I love. I know some other chimney companies that they use different clubs that you can, if a customer sends a, spends a certain dollar amount, then it sends them like a package of brownies or cookies. Yeah. I know years ago, Bob Ferrari, who's the education director of the National Chimney Sweet Guild. He actually used a place called Send Out Cards. And so when he was at the house, he would like to take a picture of the customer's dog and then it would be made into a card and then the customer would get a card with their dog on it with a thank you note from him, which I just love. I know we've even gone, I'm probably like a lazier thank you person, I guess. So I know I've gone on Amazon a lot and just sent like towers of candy or towers of nuts and cheese to our customers to say thank you. I think there is a hierarchy when you're looking at that as far as thank yous go. You and I were talking before the show about like written thank you notes. And that's one thing that when we have a customer who refers someone, Cheyenne in my office will write them a thank you note and put in a Starbucks gift card. Yeah. I think that handwriting has gone away. And so I think that that is the number one best way because so many people Agreed. love to get a piece of mail now that's handwritten with a personalized message for them. And it's so rare yeah. that it's a real treat. I think the second option, even better than email, would be a text because I feel like we're so bombarded with email these days. I know for me, when I'm looking through my inbox, I don't have time to check the email from my pest exterminator because I'm too busy looking at my kids' school emails and the work emails. So I think a text is second best. We're actually, we were in our marketing meeting yesterday at Blues Brothers. We're actually starting a thing where I actually got this from a company called the Doodle Buggers that were doing the Flues Brothers experiences with us last week. I never like to take credit for ideas that did not originate from me. Yeah, Tanya. Yeah, and I got the idea from Tanya. And she was saying to thank customers even when they don't book. Well, so we're changing up where we capture the customer's information even if they don't book. And then we use an automated text message system now. And we're going to have it send out a text to them just like, hey, thank you for calling in today. Please let us know if we can help you in the future. And I love that idea because I've never had a service company do that where even though I didn't book with them, they're still remaining in contact and just thanking me for calling in. I think anything like that that you can do that goes above and beyond and that's unique and just to show that you do really, really appreciate them as a person and as a customer is huge. One of the things that I talk about a lot in my CSR classes is even using the customer's name. People yeah. love to hear their name. It's so important. And, you know, I, I'm i kind of old school. I'm an older person. I grew up in the generation where you called your friends' moms, like Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Yeah. Jones. And nowadays, that's not so – I'm maybe in the South it still exists. I'm not sure. Here in the Midwest, people want to be called by their first name. And I know, like, yeah. I go to get my nails done, and I may not go in for six months. And every time I walk in there, it's, Brandy, hi, how have you been? And they remember me. And that means so much to me that I always go there. And so I think too, just using the customer's name as often as possible goes a long way.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, as you were talking about gratitude there, it reminded me also of the place where I go to take in my car is called Middleton Motors. So the acronym is MM. And so they get custom-made M&Ms that say, they say MM and they're they're the branded colors of, the company and and every time you go to you know i mean no one likes to go pay 450 bucks for the service that was done on their car when like the fuel filter goes out but at the end like when they give you the bag of m&ms again like my kids love coming with me because they know that when i go to the place like they're gonna get to eat m&ms and i feel like when things like that are done now they don't send me a handwritten thank you card but they give me something that's branded to their company that like Either I'm going to eat the M&Ms, which I'm pumped about, or I'll give them to my kids. And like, they're really pumped about that. You know, it connects me with their brand. You cannot help it. And it doesn't mean that I'm never going to shop them or I might, they could lose my business at some point, but my goodness, they've got the benefit of the doubt and, and they're the top of mind awareness, like no question. And, and I think that, you know, gratitude is both the right thing to do. And it wins us future business. Like I'm thinking about when I went to go visit you guys at Flus Brothers. I mean, probably four years ago, five years ago now. And you gave me some of those pancakes. I literally took them home and I made those pancakes. And it's something that I think about it. You and when you do this programmatically, it's a ridiculous marketing arm for your company.
1: I agree, and I think I think part of it with the M and Ms is you know they don't have to do that, and you know they're spending money on that, and that costs something. And I think that that says something. Going back to Tom and, uh, Tom and Tanya, Tanya was saying that for their showroom, their retail showroom, she makes up goodie bags. And so anytime anybody comes in just to look, even, they get a goodie bag to take away. And think about if you're there they're in Florida and you're going to maybe three or four showrooms. Yes. You're going to remember the one that gave you the goodie bag.
0: That's right. That's and really, it does. It makes really you feel so
1: appreciative. Like, hey, we appreciate that you took the time out of your day to come in here and... Look around with us. Um, Last year, when I was at a conference, there was a large heating and cooling company. And they talked about, and I thought this was genius, so they rent a billboard, a large billboard out, one that's electronic where you can change it. And they actually feature their customers on there every week for their birthdays, for their anniversaries. They actually (sighs) celebrate their customers up on this billboard. And so they have all these customers then that are like driving and stopping traffic to get a picture of themselves on this billboard. Plus, if that's me, I'm driving down the road and I use XYZ Heating and Cooling Company and now I see that this heating and cooling company may put me up on a billboard for my birthday, like, I'm probably going to call them because I think that's really cool that they're doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, it's cool how that makes a connection and, and it goes back to like, it takes it takes effort. You know, when you were talking about handwritten notes versus emails, I mean, just for me personally, I feel like, A thank you email is an annoyance unless, unless it is long, nuanced, and very thoughtfully written. But the reality is like, you're not going to, you're not going to write, like if someone writes me like a two paragraph thank you email, like my plumber, that's like, oh my gosh, Tim, this is incredible. And they have something thoughtful to say. But if I have a generic email, two sentences, hi, Tim, comma, thank you for choosing XYZ Plumbing. We appreciate your business. Let us know if we can ever help you. Thank you. That's an annoyance to me because <laughs> I know it was a MailChimp campaign. It, there's no thought behind it. Now, if someone writes me two paragraphs, that lets me know there was thought, and, and, and so that's, that's okay. But I think it's got to be like handwritten handwritten is so good. Cause it's, it's a, it's a dying art. And, and it reminds me actually, I was talking to my friend, Matt Bradley about this literally yesterday. He's, he loves Benjamin Franklin and he talks about how Benjamin Franklin is autobiography talked about how he was very studious. He'd wake up early in the morning. He would, he would, he was very effective with his time. He would do a lot of things. And in addition to that, he would always carry his paper and pen wherever he went publicly in the city. And the reason why is he said, not only was I very studious and productive, I wanted to avoid any appearance that I wasn't. And I think that like this, there is something like, you know, if is if, an example, like Matt wakes up really early in the morning, he's up at 4am every day. So customers will get emails from Matt sometimes at 410 in the morning. <laughs> and, 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 and Matt always laughs. He's like, yeah, like I really was up and, they know that I was up, you know, like helping them at this time. So it's like, it's, it's, the, it's like the Ben Franklin thing, the both hand. And I think the handwritten thank you card is that like, you're really genuinely doing it and they see like, you can't fake that. They see that you're really genuinely doing it. And, and I think that handwritten is uh man, it, it, it makes a difference. I, I mean, I, I keep handwritten thank you notes. I do. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I do, too. Yeah, I love to go and, and like get them when they're on sale. My daughter right now is applying to various colleges, and it's interesting. Some colleges send back a handwritten thank you note from students that are assigned to do that, and then some colleges send back one that it's like, it looks like it's handwritten, but it's not. Yes, oh,
0: it's the worst. Clearly made up. <laughs> To me there's anti marketing. That is anti marketing. If I like if I if I get something like that like you always have those like window people send you the fake quote in the mail that yes. looks, and I'm like dude if I see that I will never use that company.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, and going back to, you know, the company and in, in, in the email, if it's something in the email where they say like hey Tim and you know, we hope your dog Fluffy is doing great and and you know that they took the time to remember that. That yeah. makes it all the more special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you have any stories or ideas for like programmatic gratitude?
1: When you say programmatic, do you mean like something that we're just doing continuously, something that's automated? What are you
0: thinking? Yeah, just like just something that happens consistently, like like consistent ways for a company to show gratitude.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, having a, someone assigned to write the thank you notes is a great idea. I think also customers will let you know, this isn't so much programmatic, but customers will let you know on the phone, I'd say it happens to us probably eight or 10 times a year. We'll say, you know, how does this date work for you? And they're like, oh, that's great. That's my birthday. That's really important information they gave you. Do not let that go. Do not show up at their house without like flowers or a box of chocolates or something just to acknowledge that like you told us it's your birthday and that was important to us. I do know there are companies that do capture birthdays from customers and then they'll send out like a birthday card, et cetera. Um, That's programmed. I don't, I don't necessarily love that as much. I think that's been overdone over the years. Sure. So I don't love that quite as much. Um, I think, you know, anything that you can do, I know Tommy Mello tells a story that he owns A1 Garage Door. And I've told him his Kansas division did not do this because I used his Kansas division. (laughs) But when his guys are on the way, they have a budget. And when they're on the way, they'll be like, you know, Tim, hey, I'm on my way to your house. I'll be there in about 20 minutes. By the way, I'm going to stop at Quick Trip and get a drink. Can I pick you up something? Hmm. And when he told that story, I was like, that's incredible. Like if somebody asked me that, I would just be like, that's incredible that you want to stop and bring a drink over to me, stop at Starbucks and get me my favorite coffee while you're on the way to service my garage door. So I think anytime that you can come up with unique things that other companies aren't doing, I think that's what I loved so much about like the dog shelter yeah um you know swag some companies carry swag i brought up like the t-shirt some companies carry swag and they just give the swag at the end of each appointment i think that's yeah. a great thing um customer of the month that's something that's easy to be programmable um where just every month you highlight like on your facebook page a customer of the month and again who doesn't want to be the customer of the month um yeah. offering like a free product or service that's something that you could program i know yeah. we've done contests so they're not so much programmed but it's our customers have loved it where they've been entering a drawing when they book their service and we've given away concert tickets. We've given away wine, just a little something extra. That's kind of fun because we all I who doesn't love gamification. I, I yeah. love to win something. I love swag. Yep. 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 <laughs> I yep. think just sharing your customers reviews. You know, I tell the story all the time. I am that person that you can send me a review link and you did a great job for me. And I truly intend to write you a good review. And then, I get busy. (laughs) And so it's really special when a customer takes the time to actually write you a review. So if you can share that on your testimonial Tuesday, if you do have a billboard that you rent out, just letting your customer know that, hey, we really appreciated that you went above and beyond. And a lot of people think of that as, well, you're just marketing yourself, you're marketing your company. But if I'm a customer and I wrote a review, and then I see you advertising that, that's special to me.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but for me, the the baseline, like bedrock, and when 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 I say like programmatic gratitude, I'm not saying inhuman, take the heart out of it, turn it into a numbers game, not at all. But I'm just saying do it on purpose. Like I I actually can't stand those bumper stickers that say practice random acts of kindness because (laughs) like I would uh, practice programmatic acts of kindness. Like be like be kind to everybody. Like make that part of your ethos but honestly like every month you know give your sales team a list of all the customers that they worked with last month and in in my old showroom i kept about 200 bucks worth of five dollar starbucks cards in my desk with a bunch of thank you cards And and the team once a month they had license to go grab as many as they needed they would go down the street to starbucks the company would buy them a cup of coffee and they'd spend an hour and a half writing thank you cards and you're like, well, man, you know, that's a lot of time. Well, it's not that much time. It's, it's it's two hours a month. And it's really easy to get them all their customers from the past month because it's their commission report. Like literally when their commission report comes out, you just give it to them and say, perfect. Like everybody that you got paid on, go write a thank you note to. It's like the most yes. logical thing in the world. They're literally paying your paycheck. And and I think that that's, that's, that's like ground zero bedrock. And Man, it, I mean, this is, we'll, we'll get into marketing later. I think there's so much money wasted on marketing in our industry. And I'm thinking, like, I mean, literally, if I had a fireplace store and I had the choice of, like, I had a $50,000 budget for marketing, I would spend $2,500 and have a really great gratitude program and I'd keep the rest of it. That's what I would do. I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, $50,000, that's what I'm doing. Like, because, because we, when you have, enough customers to give you consistent business, those customers know more customers that can give you consistent business. Like it's not that I do like marketing and I do like advertising in certain contexts, but I like advertising as icing on the cake. What, what the substance of our business should be is our word of mouth referral because that is the most cost-effective and it's the best outcome for you and the people being referred to you, whereas wasting money on TV or radio or Facebook, because you don't have a way to harness your existing customers and show them that you care and, and continue to do business with them and their friends, to me, it's a, it's a desperation move that's just a cash suck.
1: No, I agree with you. I, there's a, the gal that does my hair. Every time before my appointment, a day or so before, I get a little questionnaire And it's like, what can we do to make you more comfortable during your visit? What beverage would you like? Would you like sparkling water? Would you like wine? Would you like water? Again, I love that. She's thinking of me even before my appointment. I'm comfortable then while I'm getting my appointment. Now, if I have two people that cut my hair exactly the same and they both do a great job, but somebody's like, hey, can you refer me to anybody for my hair? I'm thinking of her because not only are they getting a great haircut, they're also giving that extra little touch of service that says, you know, we care about you. Same thing if I'm purchasing a a wood stove from you and you come out to install it and then you leave me a thing of fire starters. And then my neighbor's like, oh, yeah, look, I just got this wood stove from XYZ Company. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, I got this one over here from Tim. And oh, did you get fire starters? He left me fire starters, too. Now I'm that neighbor and I'm going, no, I didn't get that. We'll
0: get back to our conversation with Brandy Biswell in just one second. Hey, if you've been listening to the podcast this season and are thinking about how to apply this sales process in your specific company, well, for the last episode of this season, as is our tradition, we are going to be doing a Q&A episode. So it's time. Send me your questions and I will do my best to answer every single one of them that comes in. And these Q&A episodes are some of my absolute favorites because... Over the course of a season, as I'm talking with guests, we're not always able to dive into the level of detail that maybe your business requires, or maybe there's some nuance that you're encountering that we haven't covered. Well, if you need answers on this, you got to send in your question. To do that, just shoot me an email. My email address is tim at itsfiretime.com. That's tim at itsfiretime.com. These Q&A episodes are some of my absolute favorites, and I can't wait to answer your questions in that season finale.
1: I think just getting back with your customer in a timely manner is showing them gratitude and respect. I think sending out a survey that says like, how did we do, what could we do differently? Maybe the technician pulled up, maybe it was a great service, but he pulled up and he had the radio blaring. And I want to put that on the survey. And then I get a note back from you, a handwritten note, like, hey, thanks for taking the time to give us that feedback. We've addressed it. I think that's showing gratitude. I think there's all these non-traditional ways as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I think we need to have like a gracious heart from the get-go with our customers. But I think after the purchase, like... If we fail at everything else, we have to find a way after the purchase to show gratitude. And when I say the words programmatic, it can't be a random act of gratitude. It must be a consistent, when you buy this, we write you a thank you card. Or I think about Ryan Blake in Aberdeen, Washington, where they give their customers a blanket or a really nice coffee mug. Yes. And like, it's, and I mean, I've been given a blanket before as part of a gratitude thing. And like, it blows my mind. I still have it. I tell everybody the story about it. Whenever, whenever they come over to my house and it's really soft and they use it. I think that we have to build that into our businesses, but people are going too fast. They don't have time. They complain about money, but it's like, man, I think that like, this is, this is how we build a brand with our customers. It's not through radio that you're wasting money on. And it's gone the second that the ad's over, like, you know, that, that, intentional programmatic gratitude is how you make your business a relational business versus a transactional one.
1: Well, and they chose us, right? The customer chose us. They chose to do business with us. And that deserves a thank you. That deserves gratitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, I'm I'm thinking about my friend, Patrick Ryan has been reading a book called unreasonable hospitality. It was actually referred to us by Tim Rethlake. And it's a really, really good book on kindness towards your customers. But he was telling me as an example, like, man, I, I was thinking about this. Like if my installers walk into a house and the entry mat of the house says, did you bring the wine? Like send the helper to go to the store and buy a bottle of wine. So when the helper comes back, like, like, you know, it's like, I think it was the Ritz Carlton gave all of their front desk workers a budget of up to a thousand dollars to remedy any situation, no questions asked. And it was amazing what that did for their customer experience. But just like you said with what uh, Tommy Mello, right? Was that his name? Yes. What Tommy does, like give your installers a budget of 15 bucks. It's like, if you see anything, you know, if their dog is named Fluffy or like if they have a dog, like whether it's dog treats or whether it's going somewhere, inconveniencing yourself for the sake of others, it is, yeah, it's the right thing to do. And it also builds a connection that I think ultimately will help your business.
1: Yeah, the bank that we bank at, their bankers are actually given Visa cards, and they are told if they are in line behind a customer that they know at the grocery store, they are to buy that customer groceries.
0: Oh my which gosh!
1: I thought was incredible, and I wow. Think of, I mean, it seems like on a weekly basis, our customers thank us. Believe it or not. So we have in our, in our technicians' bios, um, Joe's favorite dude is shrimp, for example. And I put it in there just to be like a conversation starter to kind of, then the customer could bring that up. And it could be like a conversation starter for them. But what has yep. ended up happening is Joe has showed up at somebody's house for, for the, his noon appointment and they have made him shrimp because they saw that on his bio. And if wow. our customers are willing to go that to that extent for us, shouldn't we be willing to do even more?
0: Oh man, that's really, really good. So just thinking about ideas here, this is one I've actually thought about for a couple years. I haven't seen it executed, but I'm like, man, I would do this. So for a fireplace or a chimney company, what if you could find a local photographer? And I think that everybody's got a nephew that's a freelance photographer (laughs) or a high school student that takes pretty good pictures. And what if every job over X amount of dollars with your thank you card and the Starbucks thing you send in, you give them a free one hour photo shoot in front of their fireplace. Cause like everybody wants, you know, pictures in front of their fireplace, but you offer that to them, you know, uh, and maybe it doesn't have to be in front of the fireplace, but like a one hour photo shoot, because you can find someone pretty cost effective that it's not going to cost you that much. And that will live on forever. Like people, when they see a picture That story is going to get told of like, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Like the fireplace company, they actually came to our house and like took our pictures. And I I think that that that's a really, really good one because there's so many freelance photographers that are not terribly expensive that are trying to grow their portfolio. And where do people take like their family pictures in the house? It's always in front of the fireplace.
1: Yeah, especially around the holidays. That would be huge.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I struggle with, and I didn't actually ask about this before, so I'm, I'm curious your take. One thing that I really struggle with personally is a uh, quid pro quo when companies are like, well, Hey, if you do this for me, then we'll refer you this. And I, I, I feel like it's not that that's bad. Like, yeah, if you don't have a program to say, yeah, if you refer us, we'll give you a hundred bucks. I'm okay with that, but that's not gratitude. Versus if someone refers a customer to you and you just have a policy. Anytime someone refers a customer to us, we send them a $50 Target gift card or a $50 Amazon gift card. I love that. you know. And it's again, the referral program is not bad. It's just not gratitude. And if you have a program that's a surprise and delight, I'm just like, man, like I never get 50 bucks sent to me in the mail. And I would be pumped about that. And folks would hear about it too.
1: I think you mentioned the word right there, surprise. And that's what Cheyenne in my office does, is if the customer says, well, I just referred to you by my neighbor- then Shane looks up the neighbor and sends him that Starbucks gift card with a thank you note. They're not expecting that. And I think that exactly that word surprise, that's what makes it so special. I even remember years ago, our realtor, when we bought our house, I had referred her to then several people that I worked with. And one day I get a coach bag in the mail, coach purse, which is not a cheap purse. Whoa. Um, but it was just the fact that she, and it could have been anything. It was the fact that it was a surprise. Like I wasn't expecting yeah. anything. I truly referred those people to her because she was great and I knew she would take great care of them. So for her then to come back and thank me for those referrals, I really appreciated that. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm talking about it, this is 20 years later and I'm still talking about it.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, so I guess to, to kind of round this out, I, I think the point is like, gratitude is it's just necessary and it is, it is inconvenient i mean it is it's it's inconvenient to try to corral your technicians for 2 hours a month to write thank you cards and yep some of their spelling and punctuation and handwriting may not be the best and it's inconvenient to have the person that's working in your office track down every customer's birthday or you know your installers get to the job site And they just realize something that is like, oh my gosh, like if we could give them this, it'd be huge. So they go send the helper to go get it. It's an inconvenience. But at the end of the day, that's what starts to build a connection. I think that our industry is like on the verge of being disrupted. I mean, especially on the hearth appliance side, like watch out. Retailers have to figure out how to make the leap because it's coming. And I guess the service side might be a little bit more insulated than that, but there's still gigantic big box service companies that are coming in and trying to take over markets and things. And the way that we win isn't by having the lowest price, but it's by being the company that if we were gone, people would miss us. You know, if your company went out of business tomorrow, would your, would your customers be mad? Would they miss you? I mean, I, I think about like if McDonald's went out of business, no one would care. They'd just go to Burger King, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Chick-fil-A went out of business, people would care, you know? And 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 I think we need to think about our businesses that way. Like, would we be missed if we stopped doing what we were doing?
1: I agree with you. I think of my exterminator company. Uh, we've used them ever since we've been in this house for just 20 years. And for the first 18 years, we had Joe as our exterminator. Joe retired, and now we have Nathan. But... I don't want to go anywhere else because I trust Nathan in my home. I'm no I'm usually not here when Nathan comes, but I trust him wow. fully in my home because it's always Nathan. It's consistent. And I think that's another way to, to show gratitude is providing that consistent person to give the service yeah. as well. That's something we always tried to do in the hospital and with nursing is we had a nurse on for three days, we tried to give them the same patient so that they had that consistent consecutive service because you build a relationship with that technician right. or that nurse.
0: That's right. Yeah, and I mean I'm just I'm thinking about the examples that I cited earlier in the conversation. You know, if Middleton Motors went out of business, yeah, I'd go find somewhere else to fix my car. That's not a problem. There's a million places to go fix my car. But every time I checked out, I would miss the fact yes. that I don't get that bag of M and M's. I'm just I'm paying four hundred fifty bucks to you know fix my fuel pump. I'm bummed about it, and I know I used to get M and M's. Like I miss that company. I you wish would they were think there. Think of it every single time. Every single time. If my local donut guy. If he goes out of business and I have to go to Krispy Kreme, they're not letting my kids behind the counter. They're not like, I would, I would miss it. And, and that's, that's how you build a brand. And I think it does take good work. And it takes a gracious heart. I, I, I think it takes both of those things. But yeah, when we can show gratitude, we win. Brandy, any final thoughts on gratitude?
1: I just, I think it goes back to, it's, it's very important. Like you said, I love the element of surprise. You know, just to wrap it up again, these customers chose us. They chose to do business with us. At the end of the day, that's feeding our families. And they deserve our gratitude. They deserve our graciousness. They deserve our best selves.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I don't think I've told the story on the podcast before, but about six months ago, we had a number of people sign up for Wi-Fi at this event. And so I was sending thank you cards out for it. And I'm, I'm at home, I'm writing, I'm writing these thank you cards. And I thought about it and I was like, man, like, okay, we're a small company. These people are literally supporting my family. I'm going to get my kids to sign the, the greeting cards too. And, uh, and, I and, and so I have a four and a half year old and a seven year old. And like, you would not believe how many days it took to get a four-and-a-half-year-old and a, a seven-year-old to sign nine thank-you cards. It, it was like pulling teeth. <laughs> my daughter was trying to write in cursive, so she kind of spelled her name wrong. And my son wrote what he wrote. And we sent him in. And part of me thought, like, I mean, I don't want to be manipulative with it. But, like, I literally wrote in the thank-you card, like, our entire family appreciates you because we do, you know, Yeah. we do like we appreciate them. And, and I have to think like, man, if you get a, a greeting card with the thank you note, plus like a couple different colors, of crayon from like these kids drawing on it. Like, I think that that is special. I know that I would appreciate that if the local plumber sent me a gift card that was signed by their kids, I would really appreciate that.
1: I love that idea. I just went in for a colonoscopy on Monday and I'm at that age now where I have to start screening. And yeah. when I left in my, care kit to come home was a thank you card and all the nurses that were on staff that day signed it hand you know hand signed it and what I love about it also is I know that the hospital is going to send me like a a thing a survey to fill out and I honestly couldn't remember my nurse's name because they gave me drugs so that I wouldn't remember anything and then I looked at the card and I was like oh that's right it was Joanne and so now I can even put her name on the survey I loved it
0: wow that's great. Well, Brandy, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm, I'm super thankful that you took the time today. You do all kinds of work with CBC, with Flues Brothers. If people want to track you down and, and and hear more about what Brandy's doing, I mean, you offered multi-day CSR courses, you do coaching, service Titan work. Where can people track you down?
1: Yeah, my, the best is email, which is brandy at dot com. Brandy is spelt with an I, not a Y.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for being here. Appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Brandy Biswell. I think that there was so much there and it was just a joy to be able to talk to her. You know, as I I mentioned, when I went to go visit her business, this would have been back in like 2018 or 2019. It was definitely pre-COVID. I got some of those pancakes and I literally brought it home on the plane. I made it for my kids and it's a memory that sticks with me. I I think it's easy to overlook the little things because we're all busy. We think, you know, is it really going to make a difference? I've got important things to do. But man, I mean, just like we talked about in the conversation, it's the little things that make the big difference. And, And in the hustle and bustle of the day, it's easy for gratitude to get swept under the rug. But truly, like, this is what makes us a relational company versus just a transactional one. I think that for many retailers, like, truly, they they go through every single season saying, well, man, I hope we have a bunch of people that come in this year as if they have no control over that. But the truth is that if we will stay in touch with our customers and, and show them gratitude and make sure to check in and see how the product is working, I mean, we're never going to run out of business. It, it's the relationship with our customers that is the future job security of our company. And Gratitude is simultaneously the right thing to do and something that helps our business. It's truly a, a win-win. So I've talked about this maybe once or twice before, but it's, it's worth mentioning in this episode. But oftentimes when I've seen Tim Rethlake teach, he asks a series of rhetorical questions and he, and he kind of tries to be a little bit of a jerk when he does this. So he asks a rhetorical question. He asks the group, he goes, so I'm going to ask you guys is it easier or harder to sell to someone who's been referred to you versus someone off the street and everybody goes, Oh, it's easier. And he goes, okay, cool. That's great. Um, just to make sure my research is right. Would you say that people who are referred to you take more time to buy or less time to buy than someone off the street? Oh, they generally take less time. That's what everybody says. He goes, okay, yeah, I've I've found the same thing. Finally, do people who are referred to you tend to spend more money or less money? And everybody says, oh, more money. And, and so TR goes, okay, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've actually found the same thing. So you're telling me that customers who are referred to you by other customers are easier to sell to. It takes less time than someone else. And they spend more money. I mean, that, that's incredible. So tell me about the referral program that you have in place for your business. And the room is silent. And he just goes, that sounds super stupid doesn't it? And you know, he can get away with that because he's been, he's been doing this for longer than I've been alive, but his point stands that gratitude is simultaneously the right thing to do and it wins referrals for our businesses. And it just goes back to it. Like If we can give people an experience where they feel valued and they feel appreciated by us, they will tell people about it. Actually, later on this season, we're going to be having a conversation with Tyler Anderson about creating advocates for your business. And it's exactly this sort of thing, being able to give a personal experience and make them feel like they were valuable. Like something special happens. You know, I, I've heard people say like, Oh, well, you know, we send thank you cards. But again, as me and Brandy talked about, like when the thank you card is typed out, it it doesn't count. Like, you know, when you've got 200 of them that are sitting there and everyone just signs their name on it, like that doesn't count. The thank you card has got to be something that is handwritten, preferably by the person who worked with that customer. And I think that by doing that, you know, throwing in a, a gift card for a local coffee shop, even just that basic gesture creates a, a memory point with that customer. I mean, like, how often are you sent a thank you card with a $5 gift card for a cup of coffee? I mean, it, it literally never happens to me. Now, maybe you do something that's even different. Like, you know, you're like Ryan Blake and you give a blanket or a, a coffee mug. Maybe you're like Brandy's company and, and you and you give away this this mix for making pancakes well, those personalized gestures really do create a memory and they create a talking point. You know, if I referred a friend, you know, to a car dealership and they bought a car and I randomly got 50 bucks in the mail, that would be amazing. And and I would tell people about that just because it's, it's incredible. Like that, that doesn't happen very often. We were actually just talking about this the other night. Me and my wife were out for drinks with some friends and we were talking about home improvement projects and naturally what comes up is, yeah, who who did you work with? How'd they do? Okay, well, should I call them? I think in today's world, we, we live in a service economy and people take pride in referring folks who do good work because it makes it gives them like a status boost as as the ones who were in the know before anybody else. And you know, in, in the world of Amazon today, you will never out Amazon, Amazon, but you can out relationship Amazon every day of the week, you can show that your company is different and that you have heart. And especially just through like that continual checking in with your customer, you know, six months later, how is the product working? Is there anything that we need to be doing to make sure it's taken care of for you? Is there any other services that we can help you with? You know, these are ways to start to create customers for life. And I think that it all starts by you having a genuine heart of gratitude. So I think that there was a lot in that conversation today. And my hope is that you adopt one of these practices in your business, not as a random act of gratitude, as we, we talked about earlier, like you don't want to do that, but as an intentional and programmatic practice of gratitude. So I think there's definitely something there that we should be paying attention to. Well, hey, if this podcast has been a blessing for you today and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash it's fire That's patreo dot com slash it's fire And as, as we go out here, you know, I, I know that we are in the heart of the season and, and things are moving quickly. But even in the heart of the season, I would argue that you could still give your sales team an hour and a half a month to write some thank you cards. Like everybody can find an hour and a half a month. As I record this, I'm literally holding in my hand and looking at a thank you card that I got to go put a stamp on and and put in the mail right now, because it's something that, you know, in my practice, I, I needed to do it and it's time for me to mail it. And and what I've found, and and I want to continue to write more thank you cards. But what I've found for me is that as, as I write thank you cards in addition to anything that it helps me with and, and how it makes the people feel that I send it to, it honestly does something to my heart too, to, to slow down and to think about the person that you're writing to and, and to put a few sentences together about your gratitude and, and what that meant. It changes your heart. And I think that in our culture, in many ways today, at least in the West, we have the culture that we deserve because we don't have a heart of gratitude. You know, we often have a heart of entitlement. I deserve this, it's my rights, it's my freedom. Don't tell me what to do. Where instead, if we have if we have a posture of gratitude that says, man, I'm, I'm so thankful for what I have, and and I don't even know if I deserve this, but I'm, I'm thankful for it, and I want to let you know. I, I think that that sets us up to have much more gracious interactions with the people around us. So this week, in addition to building out a gratitude practice for your team, I'm going to challenge you to send one thank you card. Sit down this week, find one person that you need to show gratitude to write that note and put it in the mail. I guarantee that you'll be better for it. Well, guys, we are wrapped up on the seven steps in the sales process. I think that there's so much here in these steps, you know, going all the way from greeting the customer to showing gratitude and as the crown jewel for this series, next week, you're actually going to hear a keynote address that I gave earlier in the year where I go through all of these seven steps in one teaching moment. So you've heard each one of these individually. Next week, you're going to hear the whole thing together. So super excited for that. In the meantime, have an amazing week. Go be a blessing and show gratitude to your team and to your customers. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast.